It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista I'm Stoller. blind as a bat, so I literally can't I think um, I'm going to go to a doctor, an, an eyeball doctor, and not just buy my glasses from, you know, CVS or whatever. <laughs> hey, if CVS makes good glasses, that's fine. I got aged the last time I was at the eye doctor. He's just like, well, you know, you're in your 40s now, so you're right on track for bifocals. It's like, why? Why? Why are you bringing this up? I got bifocals. How are they? I love them. <laughs> really? Yeah, you go like this and you can see the things close up and you go like this and you can see things far away. <laughs> and you go like this and you can see the ring lights in our... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's look at true. that. Oh, that's How hot here. is that? Come you on. You guys are like aliens right now. It's amazing. Mm. <laughs> Unusually. Also usually what do you mean, like right, aliens. Like aliens right now? Yeah. Your glasses are really jaunty yeah. right now. Look at that. Yeah. I haven't been able to go to the the guy who sold me the glasses. My glasses are really fucked up. Why? Wear and tear. Just, uh, yeah, they're just like slowly over time, the screws get tighter and looser and weirder. Oh, and so now they're they like. They look fine. But I now, no, yes. It's like he's wearing, it's like he has a jaunty chapeau on. But then isn't that like you've got one bifocal up here and then you've got the other down here. So you have to like turn everything. To yes. Back. However, my face is crooked. So yeah. it so all it works, works out. out. It works it out. Works Wait till you get this one. I got, I also have, I have ear glasses. Ear glasses. Oh, right. Oh. Do you have both? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my from... son, that's the kind my son has. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he um, he was crying last night at bedtime because that's when all problems happen, funnily right. enough. Funnily? Yeah. Funnily? Yeah. New word. Um, and so he came, he's like, I left my hearing aids at school. I said, did you check your coat pocket? They're not in there. Guess what? The hearing aids were in his coat pocket. You're yeah. kidding um, me. I know. Uh, this is a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Nothing How, like a nine-year-old being. From what do his hearing problems? He was stem? born without hearing in his left ear. So oh, wow. Way. wow. Yeah, he is um, profound to severe deafness in his left ear. Wow. Wow. Which, you know, I mean, it was hard when he was a baby. He also slept so well because we just put him on the side. That <laughs> nice. He could hear out of. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So it's a problem now because he never wears them since we're, you know, home all the freaking time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, half the time he's like, what? What? It's like, dude, yeah. fucking hearing it. Hang on. I'm going to. We bought them. We, the spin doctors were in a, um, um, a legal suit with Miller Brewing Company. Okay. Um, because, Back in the day. Because they used two princes in an ad and we told them not to and they did it anyway. They made a oh. sound alike. Nice. That's nice of that. Yeah, our attorney was this guy, Joe Schleimer. Brilliant, brilliant Schleimer? dude. Terrible name. Joe Schleimer, what a name for a lawyer, right? Um, and he, he, he was great. And um, brilliant, brilliant lawyer. And yeah. um, so we would go into these depositions and meetings with the, with the other lawyers. And he was yeah. deaf in his right 
No, it is left ear. Okay. So we'd walk into the meeting and he'd be like, okay, well, I'm deaf in my left ear. So, you know, I can sit anywhere, but I won't be able to hear anything. And this deposition will be useless. Uh, so I need to sit here. My client needs to sit here. And um, anybody who's going to be talking needs to be sitting to my right. right. And um, so we'd sit down. And um, after the first thing with him, I was like, wow, so you're deaf and, you know, like just being a human being and being like, so you're deaf and he's like, yeah, I am. Um, but, you know, did you notice that we walked into that meeting and I told everybody where to sit? And by the end, every time, by the end, by the time he had told everybody where to sit, he was running the fucking meeting. You know what I mean? It was like this Jedi mind thing that he was doing. So you got to tell your son that when he grows up, if he yeah. becomes a lawyer, that he can um, he can manipulate people using his um, his deaf ear. It's that's not about it. He's phenomenal at arguing because I'm always wrong. I don't know if that's just a son thing or a future lawyer thing, but he's really yeah, that's definitely a mom thing, I think, too. Gosh, it's <laughs> the curses that I put on my children. It's really bad. You know, like well, you, you we have a, a really bad echo now. You get an echo now. Whoop. Uh -oh. Nope. Chris, How's that? Better? better? We're we're dealing better. Oh no, Ben is frozen for us. Is oh. it us? Oh, you're back. You're back. We're back. You guys are fine. Good. No Krista, echo. can you talk again? I can talk again. That's asking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. It's all fixed. Okay. Well, it's nice to finally meet you, Chris. I don't, I think I saw Lindsay, what was that, like randomly two years ago in a restaurant in. I was just saying that. I was like, yeah. I don't think you met her because I couldn't remember if it was just with my mom and I think one of my nephews. <laughs> it's one of the most bizarre experiences, like what we had, because we're legit in the same restaurant in freaking Granville, which I'm never there. And it was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think you were in town for what, like two days or something? Yeah, it was a yeah. really short visit. <laughs> so, so funny. Yeah, I think it was. Where are you from originally? Um, I, I was born in Hawaii. I went to elementary school in Australia. And then my parents were like, okay, fuck all these exotic places. Let's move to New Jersey. Oh. Just like <laughs> I, went to, I went to middle school and high school in, in Princeton, New Jersey. So I generally call Princeton my hometown. Do you remember Australia? And Very well, yeah. yeah. Really? So you weren't super young? No, I was eight when I moved there. Hmm. Wow. Just formative years in another country. Eight, eight to 12. Poor little kiddo. No, right? <laughs> it was cool. I went to like a, I went to like a um, um, you know, British style private school. They call it public school. I don't know why they call it public school. They call it public school. So I wore a little you uniform. Wear, and you have knee socks or? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when, when, yeah, from up until sixth grade, you have to wear like shorts and, and a blazer and a cap and, and like, you know, knee socks and these little black shoes and stuff. And then when I got into seventh grade, I was allowed to wear like long pants because I guess Ooh, I was like grown. I guess yes. I was a man. You've matured. Into <laughs> I did. In I, you should have seen me. Four <laughs> <laughs> years old, I was armpit hair and <laughs> beard. Full beard. What's the point of knee socks? Like, what do they? I don't know. Keep your knees. It's all a big, no, very cute. It's all a big authority. It's all a big authority yeah. thing. Okay. I learned a lot about authority and defying authority. It was it served me well in my like rock and roll life. Oh, there you afterward. go. So, like, 
um, I went to this school, Cranbrook, and Cranbrook, Cranbrook, Cranbrook sixth, grade, sixth grade, and Mr. Murray explained to us like the, that the governor of New South Wales was the state that I, that's the state that Sydney is in. Yeah. And um, the governor was coming, the governor of New South Wales was coming. And if we were to like encounter the the governor, we were supposed to like bow, but like, not like bow from the waist, but like just nod our head. And that was symbolic because his authority came from the queen and the queen's authority came from God. As we all know. So basically like you meet the governor and you gotta bow because you're basically talking to like God's emissary. <laughs> Two steps her. away from God at that point. Yeah, they were, like also, Bacon. they were also beating us with canes and stuff too. So it was like, the, you know what I mean? It was like, there was there was a little bit of carrot but there was mostly like stick going did you on really? There. I mean, did they, did you get beaten? Yeah, I got caned, yeah. I was did a bad you? kid. I was like, I, I deserved it probably <laughs> <laughs> when I was little. I'm a lead singer in a rock band. I must have been bad. <laughs> you were naughty. I was bad boy. Very bad. And then I got back to the United States. I'm not going to talk this whole interview. I'm, you know, that <laughs> no, <movie>. I'm fascinated. <laughs> um, this, this is, is exactly I, how our podcast I goes. I feel good about that. Yeah. No yeah, there's, I, there's no structure here. So we I had to do, I had, um, I had to do like um, seventh grade again when I got back because of because of the hemispheres, right? Because it was summer and yeah. winter. It was different. Oh, right. So oh, I had... Um, I had this like double long, super indolent, like, you know, nine month summer vacation. What? And then, cause I left in the middle of the school year in Australia, got up here and it was summer vacation. And it was oh. like, it was fucked up. And um, can I say fuck on your show? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Please fucking do. Yeah. And, uh, our our children then, like, are in the other room on a snow day today. So we can okay, use any customers. So I'm possible. finally completely feral, you know, and yeah. um, they send me to, to American seventh grade and um, I get there and the first day I sit down with a, the kid who became like my middle school best friend. I still know this guy, Nathaniel McVay Finney. And I was like, <laughs> Hi, Nathaniel. Thanks for I was like, so let's get, names. let's get, uh, let's get some shit straight. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm here from Australia, you know, kangaroos. And he was like, cool okay what do you need to know and i was like well what do they do to you if you're bad and he was like oh you get detention and i was like oh detention i knew what detention was like i could figure that out i was like so that's like you go in a room and you have to like he's like yeah you go in a room and you sit do your homework and i was like i mean i probably wouldn't do my homework but whatever and, uh, <laughs> and he i'm like well what if what if you're like you know really bad and he's like you get suspended and i was like what's that and thinking like maybe they tie you the up and hang yeah. you from yeah. something <laughs> and um <laughs> and he's like children hanging everywhere. he's like you, you can't come to school for like five days and i was like that's a punishment <laughs> and he was like well they tell your parents and i was like oh wow yeah my parents would definitely be rip shit if that happened yeah so i was like well what if you're like really really bad and he was like you get expelled and i knew what that was yeah and um i was like so so when do they hit you and he was like and what do they hit you with and he was like they can't hit you. And I was like, they can't? He's like, no, they'll go to jail. Like, you can't, can't hit a kid, kid. Where are you coming from? And I was like, so they can't hit you. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, it is on. Wonderful. And I was just a terrible boy. Very Wasn't bad there, boy. Very naughty. Very bad boy. Wasn't there corporal pun corporal punishment, though? When I think it was just going out when we were I remember school. hearing, like, in, like, 
first grade and, yeah. and it, like that that you know you could still theoretically get paddled yeah. at school but i don't was, know of anybody it was state by state though like it, yeah. in new jersey by that time in new jersey by that time nobody you know nobody that i knew remembered being hit by a teacher you know so is yeah. it a is it like a federal thing though now or is it still I state think so State state. I don't really know what the laws are. I, I, I don't know what the laws are. But, you know, like a, 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 um, I don't think any schools have corporal punishment anymore. But when I but like um, my the drummer of the spin doctors, um, Aaron Comas, he went for a little <laughs> while like he was in some like private school in Texas. And it's Texas. I'm, I'm surprised they don't shoot don't the kids. Texas. Down, yeah. you know? so, like, he, they would get paddled. You know, and he remembered the name, like, oh, yeah, they'd send you to Mr. So and so. Of course, and like, like, and his, he could see his face. Yeah, and, and he would like, pat, and you'd get, you'd get paddled. So, I mean, you know, it, I think it depended on the state, it depended on the school, but in New Jersey, like, that was, that was not on. Where did, this is a very personal question. Sorry. Where did they cane you in Australia? Like, um, at the first school I went to was, was, um, a public school. And, um, and I got caned on, on, they would cane you on your hand. They, ah. they would like, oh. they had like a, you know, a oh, sort like of a bamboo stick, skin. bamboo stick oh. that was, um, uh, like that was, designated you know, like a yard long yeah. and you would like stand like a yard away from the teacher with your, with your hand out like this. And you had to have your thumb towards the teacher because if your thumb was on the other side, they could break your thumb. And, um, <laughs> You hold your hand out. If and there's a rule teacher, about that, that's probably something teacher would be over there. And then you get, we called it six of the best. You get three on this hand and three on that hand. And um, yeah, it was a bitch. And, and then at Cranbrook, at Cranbrook, um, I, didn't, actual... I didn't get caned at Cranbrook. Cranbrook was the private school yeah, that I went to. That sounds like I didn't get caned there, but I that was, that was on, on, on the bum. On the bum. On the bum, yeah. Oh. But I was like, I'm not getting I'm going to keep my head. I came very, very close. Like to think that, that is common within like our lifetimes is yeah. bananas to me that that's yeah. like, oh yeah, well that's just how you handle a kid who's being unruly. You just hit him and that fixed it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. It, I think it, <laughs> honest to God, like I, I don't advocate it. Obviously. Yeah. I don't think it did me. What am I saying? No, it fucked me up. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm severely yeah. fucked up person. Yeah, but Although, like, I'm a... The fact that I'm like, I don't think it did me any harm is, is I'm, like, I'm in great right? shape. Don't <laughs> worry about me. They made me feel like I was it, so it was right. fine. You know, right. like, I was. We're still unpacking that. <laughs> right. Unpacking. It was fun. Everything's fine. I feel amazing. That's. I had no idea we were going to go for corporal punishment on our conversation today, but. You know, Entertainment. This is, this is entertainment, ma'am. We just we both went to entertainment college. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Entertainment college. We we're joking about entertainment college before you because you're you, the the like waiting room thing is like something something entertainment. Oh yeah. And then I was trying to say we were trying to remember another like we were talking about you. We're, talking about, yeah. we're just talking about like like um people people. I was like. I don't think I met Krista. Mm -hmm. We're sort of going through people that I have met and I brought up someone else that might be you. And she was like, who is that? Who is that? And I was like, she was in, <laughs> she was in New York and like she's a friend of your mom's and the, and her, the daughter went to, and I couldn't remember like what, like 
Acting, acting school, school, school is called. I called it entertainment college. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! It sounds like yeah. a good a good waste of money. Like I would go entertainment, entertainment college. I I got a degree from entertainment college. Mm -hmm. So what do you what do you call an MFA then? Like motherfucking something. I don't know. Motherfucking yeah. acting school. Be a motherfucking acting school, yo. <laughs> That's what it stands for. Yeah, it's. My yeah. brother was um my brother was um, um. Like really, my brother's a genius, so he's super overqualified. So when he was like in, in the like working, trying to work in Joe, now he makes a lot of money designing software. But when he was yeah. in the like the working Joe pool in his early twenties, he would get these like terrible, terrible jobs, and um, and one of the more cush ones but it was still a really weird job was um they like when when uh when they unload cars off of cargo ships right yeah they put like you know three drops of gas in so you can like move them from you know one <laughs> parking lot to another parking lot or like onto trucks to take them yeah like the road. parking lot where the trucks come and and yeah. pick and they get loaded onto the <laughs> trucks so my brother had this job and he was the only person who wasn't in jail at the time like everybody else was on a work release so he's working with all these like these really like you know kind of he was really intimidated yeah. you know we're from princeton we're like these little private school boys from this little <laughs> town in new jersey so like all these guys are super intimidating and, and um and he had um a cbgb's hat my brother did that and you know cbgb's umfug right which meant like original music from the underground right. and they were like they were like umfug what's umfug and my brother goes original motherfucker from the underground and they were like all right that's how you survive in the floating <laughs> Car. Ask Lindsay questions because I've been talking too much. <laughs> I was going to say, Lindsay, what's the worst job you ever had? Um, I had my first job ever was a, as a Subway sandwich artist. <laughs> were you an, and you were an and artist? I'm not? I can't even lie to you and say it's the worst job ever because we used to um, bake more cookies than we needed to bake and just eat those Subway cookies all day. <laughs> They were pretty good. We were certainly stealing from the company. Yeah, they were. It was <laughs> yeah. the cookie embezzlement. Yeah, yeah, it's better than money laundering and money embezzlement. But I think there free was... cookies were good. I did always smell like. Uh, <laughs> I always smelled like uh, cold cuts, though. Oh. It was like no. before I had a car too, or even a license. So my mom would come pick me up at the subway, and she'd be like, "Ugh, you smell like." Cold cuts. <laughs> I had a movie theater. I had a job in a movie theater, uh, my first job, and it was the same thing with popcorn. We'd bring you could literally at the end of the night bring home like a garbage bag filled with like all the popcorn. They'd scrape out of the the things, and I mean, just otherwise they just catch it. it's not like they you know use it. And I did that once. My parents were like, "Don't ever do that again." They were like, "This is a terrible." So it smelled the house up for like wow. weeks of popcorn. <laughs> They're like, this is already stale. And then you brought it home just to yeah. get it more stale. <laughs> there was one Subway restaurant in Gahanna. And I think the qualification for working there was you had to be pissed when anybody ordered. <laughs> yes. Because I mean, it, literally you walk in the door. Hi, can I go ahead and get a uh, six inch cold cut trio? 
<laughs> I mean, every response, it was like, yeah. well, you are ruining my day by asking for a sandwich. Yeah, what you, you know you work at Subway, right? You know yeah. your shirt says sandwich artist. <laughs> I can what go back you there. <laughs> I, mean, I can make it if you prefer. Do you I mean, to cut? I'll go back there. I'll go back yeah. there. It was very consistently angry people all the time. I worked at, um, I worked at Tower Records and okay. um, not the worst job I ever had. Yeah. Um, but it was New York City. It's that famous one that was on 62nd Street. And we were just allowed and tacitly encouraged to be rude to the customers. Really? <laughs> the customer was always wrong. We're, it, it, as somebody would ask you a question, you'd be like, <sighs> Wasn't that like an Abercrombie and Fitch thing too? Do you remember hearing that? They were like, I couldn't, I couldn't go in there because it smelled so much. They pumped in the the cologne. Yeah. I don't know if they still do it. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I know I I look like I go to Abercrombie all the time these days, but <laughs> no, they pumped in cologne. Do you remember that? Yeah. You yeah. walked by and it was like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. They did that. My job was to, um, um, like when people would. Uh, you know, like look at the cassettes. I worked in the cassette department. We would look at cassettes and then not put them back. The cassette. So the somebody department. else was like going around with a box and just putting all the misplaced cassettes onto like a like a rack. And my job was to put them back in alphabetical order. Oh no. That was my only job. So like I've I always got high when I had jobs. And <laughs> I would like, you know, but I'd always be like, I'll oh, just take a like a little hit, you know, and like yeah. try not to get too high. So I don't like that's the only job I ever had where I would get as fucking just high as I could. <laughs> like, in there, I was allowed to wear sunglasses. So I'd just be in there like with sunglasses and, like just like just putting like all I had to remember was the alphabet. Right. But so there's this high kid putting away cassettes, just singing the. Album. I'm dyslexic, but I could be like A B C D E F G. Okay. H I. Okay, let's stop. J. <laughs> you didn't sing the song over and over. H I J Kansas. Kansas. <laughs> well, I did want to ask you guys. I won't keep you too much longer. This has been brilliant. We just we'll have to do this again because I think we could go on for another hour. But, um, how is the entertainment industry? for you now where you are? Well, we're really, it's funny. We have um, re have had really different pandemic experiences, yeah. I think, um, because, you know, I, I do theater mostly and I do some voiceover work too. Um, and yeah. right before the shutdown, I had like a couple TV jobs in a row, but, you know, everything, like everything for me is closed down. So it was like a lot of like online Zoom readings and um, just like stuff that really doesn't feel like mm -hmm. creative or imaginative or theatrical or like it just didn't feel like anything close to what I was doing before, you know. Um, Lindsay's in the latest episode of uh, Dickinson. Yeah. Nice. Um, and it was so fun. Um, but when did that film recently? No, last Thanksgiving. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Okay. And yeah, it's it was the sixth episode, so I don't think they were finished, or maybe they had just finished, like when everything shut down. So I, I you know, it, it just took so long for them to to get the next season out. I think it was supposed to be released last summer, but um, yeah, it's been really strangely quiet. And then like some random like put yourself on tape for. 
Chicago Fire, and then and then nothing for a really long time again. Um, I've been writing. I've been writing songs. Aww. I'm the resident oh. writer now. She's kicking ass, writing tons and tons of songs. Um, so I learned. Yeah, I learned. I was learning how to play the mandolin before before the shutdown, and now I have a tenor guitar that I also can play. I'm like. Kicking ass on some music. I've actually, I've, I've never seen anything like it. It's really, mm. Lindsay, you played violin. Yeah, I grew up playing violin. Grew up playing violin. I've never seen someone like pick up a fretted instruments as quickly. It's annoying, actually. I See, that's that's interesting because I played the cello and I could never figure out the guitar because the fingerings just went so different. You know, you know what I meant? And then I'm like, I can't do that. So it, it just never made sense to me. Yeah, I, I also didn't study the cello for that long either. <laughs> I I, I don't the, think... It was the mandolin for me, like that that like gateway drug of the mandolin because <laughs> it was the same strings as a violin. Okay. Um, but then I was learning how to do like multiple like chords, you know, fingerings instead of just playing one note so at a time like or something. It. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I was kind of coordinated enough to get it pretty quickly. Right. So yeah, well, you had time to do it too. I mean, that's. The yeah. weird thing your, about dex this your finger dexterity is like it's but yeah all, yeah i was just sitting at home with nothing right. else to do so that was yeah it was the, this is the best time to learn how to do anything else <laughs> i think also in, in 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 your industry in theater there's this overall um what, what i picked up from your conversations with people and stuff is that there's this oh and the and the news and everything there's overall sense of foreboding yeah Oh yeah, about like we're, theater. Like it's it may never this year come we're back. Not coming, it, like, I mean, I don't think that, but yeah, um, yeah, we're definitely. Like it's going to come back, but it, I mean, I mean that in a in a like a hyperbolic sort of yeah. exaggerated kind yeah. of way. Like ugh, by the time like, it comes like back. actors being dramatic about stuff, basically. The so weird, yeah. It's new. <laughs> it's a new world. I just don't get it at all. Um, <clears throat> no, I yeah, completely understand. But you're, I mean, there is stuff. I mean, there's 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 shows that are being filmed now. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of that is coming back, isn't it? Yeah, there's a, and there's a lot of stuff being filmed in New York City. I think the problem, or well, not the problem, but the the situation is that literally every actor in New York City is like, can I be on CSI or whatever, <laughs> you know? Uh, so the jobs in an already like uh, too many applicants for the position sort of situation, you know, in the best of times. Now, when there are no <laughs> positions, everybody's like, ah, like, yeah. what do we do? Oh. How, will my, how can I make my mom love me now? You know? <laughs> Stuff like <You> that. He <laughs> <laughs> will never, never go to happen. <laughs> oh, man. Chris, what about you? How are, what's your industry like these I days? Mean, there's no live music and if you know um but on a personal level it, it's been okay for me you know i wrote a couple hit tunes so i've got some money to kind well, of well they got really lucky too actually because um two your songs were in two commercials yeah we got a twizzler past year we got a twizzler commercial nice. and um and then a really big radio campaign um south america uh, no, it's it's in the states. It's like a oh. parody of a parody of Two Princes was used in like a State Farm commercial or something. Oh, right, like right, that. right. Oh, there you so, go. So, but the the Twizzler commercial, like they actually used the original track with me singing on it. Okay. So, like I I got 
tons of extra money from the fact yeah. that I'm yeah. singing on on that. So, we got we got real like, lucky. We needed that pandemic money. That's good. Am I am I like? Am I a Thanks, Twizzlers. You're a pandemic. I'm a pandemic profiteer. That's amazing. Um, I mean, you know, I it's it's been it, you know this is always like this has always been an interesting conversation between Lindsay and I. Um, you know, one of the things that's really cool about being married to Lindsay is I love theater, mm-hmm. and she's in theater. And if I may speak for yeah. you, I, you love rock and roll. Yeah. And I'm in rock and roll, so we're both like we're both super interested in the other one's field. You know. That's awesome. And we and there's enough crossover to like I know what it's like to feel like shit and have to sing tonight. You know, mm. we both do. You know, we know like we and we know the pressure and we know like what it feels like to be going through shit and yeah. then have to do a gig and you know that kind of stuff. So we have a lot of common ground, but there's also a lot of like you know um just the other one does something that we don't do so i forget where i was going with that but it was lovely yeah um, oh oh yeah so one of the common threads of like theater and acting versus rock and roll is there's a real like there's a thing with rock and roll where you're like uh okay we just started a band let's do a gig in the garage you know let's do a gig at you know like let's go and ask the principle if we can do if we can play a dance you know like it's just always just been like like we'll we grew up in, in princeton like my buddies had this band called the disturbed not the disturbed that they had a band called the disturbed now there's another band called the disturbed yeah. they did a gig they did a gig um princeton didn't have frats they had eating clubs but they did a gig at like princeton university at an eating club we were all like what the hell they, they told they like lied about you know the fact that they they lied about the fact that they went to like the local high school and um like the dude who hired them knew because they were awesome but they had to like lie to everybody else so it was like you know i went to the gig and i was like they were like don't tell anybody i carried it i carried a watermelon you know like don't tell anybody that we go to princeton high you know um so like and then that's still the case like i i do like a i i do it's funny because um i was on tour when the lockdown happened i was on tour with glenn phillips from toad the wet sprocket and he's like kind of a gearhead and I am too, but not in the same way. He's really into like computers and studio stuff and, and, um, and like online concert interface mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And yeah. so he was doing these, these concerts on stage it. So he was just like, you know, talking about, we were talking about these stage it concerts and stage it.com is like a, a an online concert yeah. platform that's blown up since the pandemic. It's really fun. Um, I didn't know anything about it. So he's talking to me about it, telling me, you know, and I'm using this and my computer and this microphone and I set it up like this and I know what he's talking about, but uh, like actually doing it myself was like, Ugh. and I was like, that sounds, that sounds really cool, but I don't think that's for me. And then like two days later, we're like driving home, you know, from our canceled tour. And I'm like, so what's the staging tell thing me, all tell about? Me tell me more staging. about how you did that. <laughs> so like, I've been doing a, 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 a Thursday gig every Thursday I do, um, this like stage thing. I don't, I'm not sure when this, or when this is going to air, but I, there's, there's a, there's an (laughs) online, there's a guy on Twitter called the horse whisperer, H O A R S E. And he's got like half a million followers and he's like a liberal kind of pundit. And um, he and I have started doing these like Friday night jams on, on Instagram live. So like Friday at nine, you know, this Friday at nine, I'm going to do one. We don't do it every Friday, but we're going to kind of make it a semi-regular thing. So it's just like rock and roll is like, you know, I started out playing on street corners. You know, I was like, 
a gawky weird kid with a guitar and was just like okay i'm gonna like i run into people from high school and they were like i used to come into the auditorium every morning and listen to you play piano um and i was like yeah i remember you in there i thought you were just doing your homework and you know like i just used to play piano in the morning before school and like there would be like one or two people there and then there were like half a dozen people there later on like there used to be like 30 or 40 people like sitting there doing their homework and i just thought like you know the school year went on and everybody realized it was a cool place to but i've run into like people over the years who were like i just used to come in there to listen to you play piano and i just did my homework while i did it but you know like that's just that's that's sort of rock and roll and there's like street musician kind of like let's just throw a gig in the barn and yeah. raise money for grandpa's tractor you know like i don't know it's like well it's and he's, he's lucky too because you know he's a singer and a songwriter and he can accompany himself so i think even oh, yeah. you know a lot of there are a handful of singers who have songs and you know who but can't accompany themselves and so now like when you can't literally be in a room with somebody else except for you know your significant, significant yeah like me other. and me and glenn can do that yeah you know um but like um um uh mark mcgrath you know um who's a, another like friend of mine from um, 90s yeah yeah we're we're all like we're, we're talking about starting like some kind of a club or something you like, should. We all, like we didn't know each other back then but we like i would follow you on on any social platform yeah right yeah all these like, 90s things and then we're like you know we run into each other and 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 like now we're sort of friends so i don't know when all this shit is over like it's yeah. you know one of those things where you're like man this is fucked up this whole quarantine thing when it's over let's like make some shit happen that's one of the things we talk about yeah. but you know i did i did uh i did I had a gig. BMI is the company that collects your money when you get played on the radio. And yeah. um, I had a gig to do for them and I double booked it and I wasn't able to do it. And I was like, don't worry, I'll find a replacement. And then it was like, fuck, who, who else has like a couple of hit songs um, can like accompany themselves and, um, you know, is available. And it was like nobody, you know, I couldn't yeah. like, I, I didn't know Glenn at the time. And I, you know, I reached out to like, I was like, fuck, I, you know, like, I'm kind of lucky, you know, that I got this thing. That's so cool. I did. Yeah. I listened to you and Glenn the other night. I was telling, I was texting Lindsay while it was happening. Cause I was, yeah. you, I loved it. I was also avoiding lesson plans. So thank you for, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> for entertainment college. For, yes. For, I'm actually training students for entertainment college ah yeah um so they can spend their money and be broke until they're 40. good yeah good good yeah i just paid off college yay congrats and i had hoped that there would be more of a celebration i got an email from that's it yeah no (laughs) just felt like there needed to be something more they don't want you to pay it off they want you to keep yeah they're actually it's a very sad day they probably were like hey if you want to leverage the equity of your uh you know entertainment college you can like loan like here's a nice predatory extra loan for you maybe that would have been better it was just it was really sad would you like to join the alumni association (laughs) i think the college finally stopped calling me asking for money it's like i'm not gonna pay you anything while i'm paying you i've never given you money why do you keep yeah contact and I feel bad because it's always, and Liz, you probably get these. I don't get them as much anymore, but it's always some poor freshman. It's like, hi, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm calling from Otterbein. I'm a, 
I'm a freshman equestrian major. I mean, it's always <laughs> like some. No, I know the exchange, the telephone exchange now. So I don't, um, you know, when it's like 614-823, you're like, that's Otterbein. I'm not going <laughs> to. I used to give out um, like when we, you know, in the, the old days when we'd go to the club and go dancing, um, I would give out the Otterbein student number that got you to like a call center. <laughs> I didn't wanna... That was always one of my favorite numbers. That's brilliant. That's a good idea. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or time and what was the what time and weather you could call? Yeah, remember that? Yeah. You just pick up the phone and find out. Two eight one eight two one one. Yeah. Yes. Dial a joke. Yeah. Dial a joke. Dial a joke. What's that? You call. That, oh, that's that's from like yeah. rotary phone days. Yeah, yeah. that was like you know, back in the seventies. You could like, you could like call up um a number such a proto website you know what i mean like yeah. this, that, that's what websites turned into eventually here's a dumb joke page that's been up there and has been updated <laughs> since you know 1996 it, <laughs> yeah there's a i was thinking about this today because i heard call and notes on the way there's a web or a, a number you can call call yep. and oats i think it's what yeah it's and you get a, a hollow notes song every time yeah i, think I actually call it dial one for that's sarah a public dial service in my sarah. opinion I think that's yeah. great. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. Who doesn't need some hollow notes every now and then? Okay, you guys are amazing. We actually have another guest to come on. So <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, sorry. Well, but sorry, Frank. Thank you. Yeah, Frank's, Frank's another. You can bring Frank on. Yeah. Hi, Frank. So, Frank is on, I think. He's, He's just been. Yes. What up? Yeah, hey. <laughs> um, we, we kind of match our hair. Uh, <laughs> Nice to see you. Bye, guys. Thank you guys Bye. so much. Thank you so much. It. Great talking stay, to you. Stay warm. Careful, Frank. They're really mean. I figured as much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Hi, Frank. Hi, Frank. Hi. Sorry for the delay. We were, boy, we covered a multitude of topics. We barely got onto the actual topic. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about corporal punishment, so you'll have to jump back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm having a real tough time hearing you. Oh. Okay. All right. We're testing, but we're having major volume issues today. So yeah, I'm let's sorry. see. Uh, how's that? Is that better? You're just very, very low. Mm. Krista. Mm. I'm yeah, talking you're... better. That's better? a little bit better. Okay. Yeah, I can probably turn you up with mine. I just don't want to feed that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to hear me and Echo ever. There you go. Ever. No, it's just like the whole the whole feed is I'm the whole the thing is quiet. That's weird. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, Hi, like Lin you? Lindsay was really loud, but like you guys were quiet. Huh. That is weird. I'm not sure. Yeah. So like while you were talking, she was lit up. So I don't know if she was feeding back anyway. Oh. Hmm. Yay, technology. Yay. <laughs> Pandemic. Yay. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm all right. Hanging yeah. in there. Woke up incredibly early today for no reason. You shouldn't have. I know. It was Actually, very ben, peculiar. Ben was and I did too, day. but it's it's a snow day. Yeah. So the children who are rarely in school anyway, got to be home another day. <laughs> so yeah. we, I think you texted me at what, 645? Yeah. yeah, yeah. With just like, fuck. Yeah, well, it was <laughs> like my, my kid had, uh, he had to, his last day of school that he was actually in school was like in early December. Mm -hmm. And then we had like a cold when yeah. they came back and everything like that. So now it's like he went back yesterday. And it was his first day since like December, and then today it's snowed out, and it was just like he almost cried this morning. I felt so. I almost cried too. So, yeah. 
Snow days. It's, it's like <laughs> all oh, these I dodged people. dodged a bullet on all of this. It is yeah. me and the cat, and that is it. I don't have to worry about anybody else. Oh my yeah. gosh. So you, where are you working now? I am. I am freelance at this point. Um, okay. I was with a production company in Columbus, and uh, when this whole thing started, I was let go. And so now it, I basically spent the past, you know, 10, 11 months doing nothing. I picked up like one week of work. And yeah. then uh, through my contacts that I've made through the, my travels of life, uh-huh. uh, I got hit up with this commercial gig that I just finished wrapping up uh, on Saturday. So. So what is what did you do for that? Um, art department. Okay. Uh, it was construction, so building the sets. Surprise, yeah. surprise. <laughs> right. You've never done that before. <laughs> uh, oddly, it was very similar to everything I've done up into this point. Um, yeah. I mean, much smaller scale, very tight camera shots. It was a video shoot, no audio, so. Yeah. Uh, but it was build some walls, build this fence, you know, a lot of much more um, using the actual object versus mm-hmm. faking it because, you know, cameras pick that up, but. Do you uh, have to stay for the whole shoot then? Yeah, it was more of an on-site thing. It, 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 as soon as I got done with the construction, I, I, mean, I don't know if this is the way t- art department typically goes, but I kind of shifted over into this prop land where okay. it was like, um, putting new labels on paint cans, like so that they oh. were because it was the product they were featuring. So it was, it, the labels had to be perfect. They had to align just right, you know. So yeah. this very meticulous stuff that in theater would be like, no one's ever going to see that it. it's thirty feet away. Yeah. Like the, the camera is right here and the yeah. product is right here. So you have to make it look perfect. And they right. had specially printed labels, and they were out of cardstock versus the vinyl wraps that the typical paint cans come in and then stand around and wait as you yeah. do on a commercial shoot well yeah. it was a lot of multiples and uh, uh because we had to paint dry time and like they had to do product yeah. being applied so we can't wait for that paint to dry so we had to do multiple uh, yeah but that's i mean i think that that's where i'm seeing is that film and commercial and tv slowly making its way back to i mean mm-hmm. normalcy as as much as possible but yeah i mean there was definitely i mean you know you had to do the temperature test when you went in you had to wear the mask you know there wasn't catering it was a box lunch and mm-hmm. you know it was much oh. more restrained and like people were like if you're not supposed to be up on camera get out of the room you know that kind of a thing so yeah um, were there were there actors involved then too yeah yeah there were actors there were models and, and you know hand models and people were yeah. on camera and stuff so they, it was like an instructional how-to video gotcha so. Oh, the hand models. Oh, I was yes. fascinated by that. The the moisturizer that they had they were putting on because of being <laughs> winter time and all. Cold, correct. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they're going for reality, that's what they should be showing, you know, like yeah. actual cracked hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, I mean, before this though, you were constantly working. I mean, you're mm-hmm. are you still IATSE? Am I saying that right? IATSE. IATSE. No, I was never IATSE. Okay. That was that was Vinny. Um, okay. No, I, I was. Thought uh, huh? I I thought you both did it for some reason. Uh, no, I was extra board. Um, okay. So yeah, I was with the production company for about two years. They picked me up for uh, right up until COVID. So 
Yeah. End of 2017, I wow. took a full-time position and it was all right. It was, um, it was a struggle in some aspects. I mean, it was yeah. nice to have a steady paycheck and to be kind of in the front lines trying to get the whole plan going and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, you definitely give up the, the freedom to turn down a job if it doesn't fit your schedule or, you know, it was, I was yeah. married to the job you are um, very much beholden to the schedule that the company holds rather than your own schedule. Too. Right. Right. I mean, win some, lose some probably. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the trade-off. I mean, it's the guaranteed yeah. work versus the stress of sometimes that work doesn't come. So yeah. Like right now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how, do you, how do you get your name out there as a freelancer? I mean, it's more so that just who, you know, at this point, probably. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've worked pretty hard to do a lot of take the job when it comes and, and do sometimes above and beyond what's required of me just to say, this guy will work and you, he'll do what needs to be done to get the job done or, yeah. and you know, I mean, I mean, I was talking with the other guy I was building with. I was like, he, you know, he doesn't have as much experience as I do in the um, construction mm-hmm. aspects of, of the art department. Yeah. And I had to tell him, I said, look, you're just not going to be as fast as I am. I've been doing this since I was 14 years old in high school. So yeah. don't, don't, don't compare yourself to how fast I work to how fast you work. You have to learn how I work, which is know what you're trying to achieve and then you have to learn how to achieve that. And then you learn yeah. what's the quickest way to do that. And right. it's just time. It's, there's no other way to do that, but time and failing so, a lot, failing right. a whole lot. Yeah. Do you, but I mean, like, it, kind of, it was kind of weird because like, I mean, I did, you know, a couple of stints as the shop carpenter or shop foreman at, at universities where it was my job to teach people. Yeah. I mean, not so much. It was more of just getting moving along and, and being able to be the ace in the hole when needed, but it was, there was some definite teaching. Yeah. And so that kind of came in handy where I saw him struggling. I was like, well, I'm going to let you flounder for a little while. And now I'm going to tell you, this is where you went wrong. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I need, I'm going to need him to know what to do the next time. Cause I'm not always going to be around. Right. To, to do that. So this is a dumb question, but you know, I'm an actor, so I can ask dumb questions, but no, there's no dumb questions. Oh no, 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 no. There are, I've heard some. Um, keep in mind, my children have been home since March. So when you, when you get a set design, how do you transfer that to this is how it's actually going to come? Because, I mean, that's taking somebody else's design and then you have to make it happen. Well, yeah, there's, I mean, I see it. Um, um, I, I was had a conversation with my father about this, uh, I think in three dimensions. And I don't, and it's apparently not as common as I, I would expect. Um, so when I see a wall, it's like, okay, well, it's 16 feet long, all right? That's four flats wide. I know how the flats are supposed to be framed. Yeah. I have a window in that wall, uh, uh, allow for that, and there's right. your walls. I mean, that's just, that's just having built walls for a long time, you just kind of see it. Okay. Um, I mean, before, you know, I would, be, I would be given drawings, and basically all it would be would be the exactly what I'm seeing in my head now mm-hmm. that someone else just drew out and then hands it to me. Okay. So, I'm always wow. fascinated by that, but part of that is that I don't have a lot of art skill <laughs> and my, it's, my it's, building is media. Yeah. It's, it's knowing the pattern. It's a pattern. Yeah. You know, you put a board here, you put a board here, you put a board here. 
okay, well, I can't put a board there. So this changes that and I need now yeah. put a board here. And then eventually you just start seeing shapes and like, well, the framing has to do this so it doesn't fall apart. Right. I need something here to nail to. So I got to put something here and it's just methodology. And I mean, there's no right method to it. Um, Unless it falls apart. <laughs> well, no, yes. That is the most important thing. For instance, yeah. this one, um, they wanted a, it was a garage and there was uh -huh. one drywall wall, which was typical theater flats, very easy. The other one was this, uh, it was a stud wall. Okay. Like an exposed stud wall, like a garage. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, we're going to have to do just two by fours, but yeah. I can't have two boards meet each other on the edge because it won't look right. Because oh, yeah. you'd, you'd have to, so we made the outside of a couple of the walls removable and we made this weird overlap and underhanging and technical things. But I basically faked a 20 foot long stud wall that was really just four by 10 flats that just had some removable shipping bars on it. So, nice. but it was, I had never done anything like it in my life. And I literally yeah. was like, I didn't tell him when we were building. I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. Right. And I was like the, the, the night before we loaded in, I had an epiphany. I was like, that's only a quarter inch OSB on the back of it. That's not going to hold. So I had to yeah. come up with a plan and luckily they brought some extra lumber and I was able to fashion something that we actually ended up having to move that set four feet. And so it was a 20 by 20 set that we just kind of pushed four feet. Dude, it didn't, then, we, got, we cracked one scene, which I was like, <laughs> the whole time I was like, I don't think this is going to work. I don't think this is work. But I got the whole crew around it and we pushed the wall. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. Best, and I was like, best. that work? <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. It's gonna... That was the plan the whole time. There you go. Uh-huh. Mm -mm. <laughs> What's the best set you've ever designed or built? Favorite set you've ever built? Oh, man. Um, I know we're going back a couple of years here, but. <laughs> uh, there was a couple of corporate sets that I did that were a lot of fun. There was a lot of technical elements into it. Uh, a lot of art. Uh, like nice. stylized and uh, corporate sets get very angular and then always the joke was what color do you want it black or white because they never wanted really any color if they yeah. did want color it was a very specific color and to any designer listening to this don't give me pantone color doesn't or paint doesn't take pantone colors that's a print and it's a very difficult thing to match yeah word of advice to the designers um, what's, what's a corporate set why don't i know what that is um like a speaking conference like, type Thing? Yeah, like uh, like okay. like, uh, like they've I've done all sorts of sets. Um, some of them are very uh, uh, two dimensional, uh, just mm -hmm. walls with a graphic put on them. Other ones yeah. are uh, three dimensional panels or uh, fabrics. Or uh, we've done one um, uh, uh, that was uh, their logo in, that we incorporated into an entire design concept. Oh, that's that cool. We we took the logo from their conference and we extrapolated that into a whole set line that was nice. ridiculous um is david coming on no okay well no, david did, did the lighting for that set yeah so it's amazing to me how and that i mean that was kind of what i wanted to to find out today is how in little pieces things are starting to come back uh, okay little by little you know and just to sort of see yeah. where there I, is still work i mean it's there is it's few and far between. Yeah, right now from the live event world, it's still a streaming world. You just can't have people gather. It's just not feasible. So I see I your kitty really right there too. I have to say hi to your kitty. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. <laughs> say hi, Jinx. 
Hi, Jinx. I, I feel like cats really like Hi. Zoom. It seems like. Oh, the phone is talking oh, to us. Thought I was talking to her. What's your cat's name? Jinx. Aww. Hi, Jinx. Why haven't I seen Jinx before? Hi. <laughs> Does Jinx She's got hide? One of okay. Jackbox, maybe. Yeah, that, but I haven't seen. No. It seems like cats come on Zoom all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's not a Zoom call without at least one cat showing up. Yeah. yeah. And just usually right in front of the screen, too. Right. Yeah. Like, you're going to pay attention to me for a moment. And you're going to just ignore everything else. <laughs> yeah. So I had a teach from home on Monday and my dog, I, I told my students, I said, now, I typically don't teach from home, but if you hear any barking, it might happen. It wasn't barking. It was the scratching because she wanted to come down. So it's just like <laughs> over and over. And it, she just does like one long nail scratch, like horror movie <laughs> nail scratch going down. So nothing like Zoom calls. But Where are you teaching at these days? At CatCo. Okay. Yep. Corrupting young minds through theater. You know. More young ones. Yeah. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> it, outside. We have cookies. Lindsay's husband called it entertainment college. He couldn't think of the college. name I of like that. acting school. <laughs> so he called it entertainment <laughs> college. And he's, it's, that's how we all know each other is from entertainment college. So <laughs> I kind of like that. I think, you know, so that's what I'm training future kids for entertainment college. Yeah. Gracious. I saw a, uh, uh, Trevor Noah did an interview with uh, Jeremy O'Harris. I'd, I'd never heard of him. Who is uh, that? A uh, playwright. Okay. He wrote the slave play. Oh, yeah. I know uh, the title. I, I, I just found out about it. I watched it this morning. Okay. Uh, but he was talking about uh, the how the government's bailing out Wall Street and all these other industries. And he was like, we really need to bail out the arts industry because we've been sitting at home mm -hmm. watching Netflix. Where do you think those people come from? They come from the arts. They come from theater. They come from educational yeah. or entertainment college as it were and like we have to support that otherwise there's going to be a, a dead zone in entertainment in 20 years it's you know to be honest it's hard for me to i don't want to say discourage my students but it's hard to encourage them to go for a theater degree right now well what, I don't what, know. what age range are you teaching i work with a lot of high schoolers doing college auditions hmm. so i mean to think of going into a BFA program at this point, like, um, I mean, I, I, it's just hard to. Yeah, but I mean, the think about it. They're, 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 you know, even if they're a high school senior, they're going to have at least four years. Yeah. Before they're in the working world. Mm -hmm. I mean, now they might pick up something like some summer stock right. or something like that. Yeah. But they have four years. I think, I think we can figure this out in four years. Well, they've done some really good stuff. I was trying to get TJ to come on here and we'll have to have him on sometime, but just to see like what they've even done at Otterbein. I mean, no. it's not easy, but they're still working through it, you know? Yeah. So and it's, I love the that they're still doing it. It's just hard to fathom those after that four years, you know, get yeah. the degree, but what are you going to do with it? Well, I, 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 I've been hearing like, I mean, you know, my brother's an example. He got out of the industry. I mean, yeah. for other reasons, he got out because well, he yeah. finally spent time at home with his family. Like, yeah. hey, I haven't been able to do this for like years. I kind of miss this. I want to get out. And I think right. that's 
a lot of, well, I think that would be a, a, a somewhat of a portion of the industry will be these mm-hmm. people that have just been working their asses off. I don't know if we can curse on this, but maybe we need to bleep that, but whatever. Um, no, 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 We There's no bleeping, my dear. You're fine. Okay, cool. Uh, they, they, they've been working and they're like, I got a break and I realized I'm burnt out or I don't want to do this anymore or yep. I found some, I found another passion or I found a way that I can still do what I do, but I don't have to work nearly as hard or you know mm-hmm. like this commercial thing for me like this thing dropped in my lap like i'm like yeah it's a better paycheck for me and like it allows me to be a lot more creative than i was doing mm-hmm. and i don't have to work nearly as hard to impress people because right before i was having to just like every day just have to be the absolute best like i wasn't like shirking my duties but no no but, but it was like the level at which I have to be on mm-hmm. was much lower to achieve a success. Right. And like, it's just a lot, it's just allowing me to take a deep breath and go, I don't have to kill myself every day of the week to just make it like, yeah, it's, it's like, all right, maybe that just wasn't my world. It's mm-hmm. also a young man for world. I mean, you know, you're traveling all over the country and you're, I mean, like I was pulling 90 hours in some weeks and walking 17 miles a day like it was it was it's murder it kills Mm -hmm. me yeah um but like this is a much it's on a smaller scale but it's a much more precise thing so it's like a trade-off like take all of your perfection and focus on one thing and it can be much smaller and it can be much more uh, precise so i like that in the you know just going into the talent agency i started with one back in september and the idea of not having four weeks of rehearsals and then performances and just being gone every night and having tech week and being gone literally the entire time Mm -hmm. it's it's wonderful like go in shoot go home yep yep (laughs) and and i'm glad to see that some of that is coming back yeah i mean for us like the 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 sets i mean like there's from the corporate world it's still like last minute changes like up until the last we were loading truck and we were like we may have to rebuild this unit like mm-hmm. and like we just took a bunch of tools because we're like we're not going to drive to the shop and then bring it back here we're going to build it on site and mm-hmm. we were prepared to do that if we had to we didn't yeah. have to spoilers but <laughs> kind of how you had to roll and it was right. you know i mean that's definitely other things popped up but it was mm-hmm. a much more just get that one shot and then we can walk away. Now, I mean, granted, we had animals, we had children. So that screwed up our uh, mm-hmm. filming timeline a little bit because trying mm-hmm. to get those corralled was a. Those, a aren't those story. the two things you should never put on camera? Mm hmm. Animals. We put and both children. of them in the same shoot <laughs> on yeah. the same day. Oh, God. No. <laughs> anyway, that day. Dogs or cats? Hmm? Dogs or cats? Dogs. Which a is senior worse. dog. Oh, senior dog. <laughs> wonder what a yep. freshman dog would do. Oh my goodness. Well, my dear, thank you so much for coming on. And, and yeah. I'm really excited that there's there's still stuff out there for you. And I'm yeah. really glad of that. But thanks. And thanks to your cat as well for coming on. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Glad to have you. Keep working, kid. Yep, definitely. Thank you. <laughs> Well, thank you all for listening to Speak Easily with Krista Stoffer. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud. Why do I always forget this? 
I mean, iTunes, SoundCloud, iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Facebook all, you know, all, the, all the social channels. Actually, not all, all the social channels. Every single one. I don't want to do a Snapchat. Especially MySpace. MySpace is huge for us right now. So, blown up. Yeah, Tom likes it. <laughs> <laughs> He's my number one friend. He's my best, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so. you again for listening, Frank. Thanks so much for Thank coming you. in. Bye-bye. Bye. Foxland Media. Think big.